Welcome to the North Street Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is an attempt to connect the people of North Street Community Church in Canton, Pennsylvania with each other and beyond as we interview people and talk about various subjects. I hope this can be a time of encouragement and discipleship as you listen. Enjoy. Welcome to the North Street Podcast. This is uh, Ben Hess. And Keegan Wright. And uh, how you doing, Keegan? You doing all right? I'm doing pretty good. A little tired. He, he just was out in Ohio with his family um, and had a little camp out, I think, or something. Yeah, yeah. so he drove eight hours, slept in a tent, got up. Nadia woke me up about 4 o'clock in the morning that morning, and then uh-huh. got to drive home the eight hours the next day. Yeah, so. sounds it fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Had some good time with the kids. But. Yeah, so it's been beautiful weather. Uh, I actually enjoy the hot weather um, more so than some people, I think. I, I, I just... If it's stifling hot, I'm, I'm actually okay with that at this point. I'm not tired of it, so um, bring it on. Good. Uh, I'm ready for summer. June, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So, uh, and I have some honeybee hives that I've been working with, uh, experimenting with. So that's kind of interesting, but maybe I can talk about that some other time. Today, um, with just what's going on in our world and uh, lately with... Well, first of all, we had coronavirus. Yep. That's still kind of around, I guess, but it's be kind of it's. You know, I think a lot of people are tired of it mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, I sense that. Yeah. And I am too. Yeah. I have been tired. Of it. I, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but more recently, we've had a lot of um, unrest in our country. I would say, or just um, I don't know if I want to say unrest. Uh, we had. I can say unrest. People are are are, are not uh, very restful. Not very restful. Uh, there has been. Um, well, I'll just say George Floyd, when he was murdered by the police officer, um, really sparked a lot of uh, tension, you could say, in our country. And um, Keegan and I were just trying to figure out how how can we um, help in this situation. How can we uh, try to put ourselves... And we realize, like, we come from a, an area that, uh, first of all, doesn't have a lot of black uh, people, a lot of black community. Um, we don't have a lot of minorities in our area. Um, we do have some, but it's, it's not as um, common. And I, we realize, or at least I realize, we're in this bubble, kind of. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and so, Keegan and I, we got together with Roth. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how do you say your name, first of all? Raphael. Raphael. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he is a pastor, lead pastor, is that yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, at City Church in Williamsport. And we're actually down here in Williamsport right now Yeah. with Roth and uh, excited to um, just try to get a little bit of perspective on this whole what what the what America's been going through um, it's even extended to the world in a, in a lot of ways the protesting against police brutality um, against uh, racial injustice I would say um, and so we decided to interview Roth uh, or at least pursue that and just get a feel for what it's like for um, how do, how do I want to say this? People of color, yeah. minorities, yeah. Uh, 
black people. Is it okay if I say black? Yeah. People? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 one of the, part of the process of this is just learning how to get over myself um, and getting through the awkwardness of talking about this. Because um, Keegan and I, I mean, we're white. If you uh, haven't noticed. Yeah. If you haven't noticed, we're white. Uh, we're from, you know the hills of Pennsylvania, um, m small town, farmers are common. I mean, it's, it's farmland. We, um, and so we don't have a lot as much exposure maybe, um, and we just don't have those personal relationships with people of color, minorities, um, that, you know, I miss, I lived in Colorado Springs for just over five years, and I miss the diversity that we had there in that city. That was one thing when we moved back to Pennsylvania, I was like, oh, I'm gonna miss that. And I, I do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we just wanted a little bit of insight, I guess you could say, you. and uh, break the ice on this on this issue. Yeah. So, yeah, so first we just wanna start a little bit about like, who are you and where are you from? And Okay, so, uh, so I am originally from Zimbabwe and uh, okay. I've been in the United States for at least, I would say, this is like my 15th year. Okay. So, um, so grew up in Zimbabwe, got saved there, um, got to know Jesus, and started doing some missions work with a, an organization called YWAM. Yeah. yeah. With the yep. mission. Yep. So yeah. I was uh, with them in different countries, I think, um, different countries, and, uh, and, and, Eventually, I wanted to get some more training in terms of Bible school, and so that's how I came to the United States. And so I was in Texas, um, stayed in Texas for almost 12 years, and that's where, in Texas, that's where I met my wife, Heidi. Okay. And Heidi is from Montosville, okay. was born here in Williamsport. And so, um, yeah, so for almost like eight years plus, we just came for Thanksgiving, Christmas and stuff. Um, and that's how I got to be introduced to Williamsport. Yeah. Um, and so I did my seminary out in Texas and, and all those things. And then eventually they, uh, eventually City Church asked me if I could come and, and be a pastor here. And so, okay. yeah, so we came here 2015 and okay. Yeah, so I'm married. I have kids. I have five kids. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> five kids, and in fact, two of them are adopted. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they look so much like me. Uh, <laughs> it, it just so so. It's like my family is like I've got um, three kids that look like me, and then I've got I've adopted two kids. Um, actually, they're white, and so okay. um, so yeah. Our house is really just a very um, just different than a lot of households. So. Okay. Yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah. Cool. So the connection um, that we have with you is, well, first of all, we're all pastors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's like, uh, that, that's a big part of this. Um, but Keegan knew you from just coming here at one. Did you come yeah. here? So first I had like privilege to hear, uh, he speaks at, at crew quite a bit. And yeah. when I was at, uh, Penn College before I dropped out. So you know <laughs> I was there for a couple of years and, and got to hear uh, Ross speak a couple of times. I got to talk to him. And yeah, just really, he's just super relational. Just fun to talk to. You guys will just learn that here. 
soon. And uh, so one time in class, I was in uh, speech class, and you're not supposed to preach in school, so at least in that class, our professor asked us not to. But uh, one of my, uh, I picked a topic on Mennonites. I was like, well, if I pick, talk about that, I can talk about what their core beliefs are. So I kind of weaseled that in a little bit. And afterwards, there's this guy from Saudi Arabia um, who's just like, I want to go to church. Now, he didn't say like he wanted to be a believer or anything. He just had never been to a church. Yeah. And I was like, he needs to meet Roth. So so we brought him here, and that was, yeah, just a cool experience. And he uh, he definitely got to see a little flavor of church and stuff. So, yeah, so that's kind of my connections, how I got to know Roth a little bit. And uh, yeah. Wow. That's so, cool. That's cool, man. That is so neat. So... The church here, I just want to yeah. talk just a little bit about that. Is, yeah. um, what is some of your core, uh, I don't know, vision or, or mission or, you know, what, 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 are you guys, what are you guys about? Yeah, so, so um, man, uh, we <laughs> say that we, we exist to extend the glory of God by making disciples through the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so we're all about the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And then we, we recognize that the glory of God is brought down here on earth when when people are, are discipled. And mm-hmm. so and then and the, we only have one tool, uh, which is the gospel. So the mm-hmm. good news of Jesus yeah. is able to actually make and mature a believer. Um, really that's uh, that's really it. And so nice. um, and then we just kinda hold to three core values here. Okay. Um, that the fact that like we're changed by the gospel, so mm-hmm. so gospel is a very like we split, we speak, we bleed gospel. Yes. Um, so really, just like gospel solutions for everything. Nice. Uh, and then we're we're united by the gospel, mm-hmm. which is that the community, where it's like we're recognizing also. And so like here we obviously we've got white, black, we've got. Hispanic. We have different people that uh, people that are coming here, and then at the same time, you've got like let's say your PhDs, but also your GDs. Yes. Your yeah. like just yeah. different kind of like people group all together. Yeah. Um, and then, but we we emphasize on the whole idea that uh, we are natural enemies, re- like mm. united by Jesus. Yeah. yeah uh, and like so, that. therefore, we will make sure that um, we become a community that's where we are we have diversity on our tables because of jesus and then also as well like we're we're sent by jesus that means that we are on mission for jesus Mm -hmm. like so mission in terms of like personal lives families um in our city and then also in the world and so Mm -hmm. um yeah so that's that's really just like like that's like the thirty thousand yep. foot uh, kind of yeah. view of city church. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so no, that, that's yeah, that's thanks. what we're yeah. uh, all about. That's so. what I was asking. Yeah, because I I just want people to get a feel for what you know what you're uh, a part of here and yeah. and how mm-hmm. you guys are. You know, we're all part of the same body yeah. and mm-hmm. just we want to be working with others on that. Um, yeah. Our community in Canton, we we work with quite a number of churches in the area to try yeah. to work together. Um, and just trying to give help people to see that you know it's more than just just uh, our specific yeah. church yeah. Um, building uh, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's get into it. So, um, so Ralph, I I have to ask. Um, you know, I I saw the news when George Floyd was um, killed. Yeah. Uh, 
and it was to me um, I didn't watch the video right away because it seemed like there's a lot of this that gets publicized there's a lot of um, yep. videos out there a lot of different situations it seems like every time there's been like protests and then it kind of calms down yeah. and then you just kind of I hate to say this but you kind of move on yeah and uh, you know it's hard for us as people from a rural area maybe yeah who don't have a lot of connections with the minority communities uh, to understand uh, mm -hmm. what's going on in the outside world and how that would even affect us in the long term and so I kind of want to bridge that gap just a little bit yeah and and so we have this initial we have this uh, this time it's it's huge you know it's mm -hmm. it, it, it seems like uh, the it seems like America in some ways is like um, more than ever positioned to make some maybe political changes or some some different change I don't know I don't know what it is uh, maybe they're becoming more awake to some of the racial tensions that yeah. are out there and so uh, I have to admit that like to me it was just like okay this is just another thing and I thought maybe well it's not really gonna change anything but here we are and it's still you know, there's quite yeah. a bit of, uh, of uh, stuff going on still. So I'm just curious, coming from your viewpoint, what, um, what was your reaction? What was your initial reaction? And, 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 and uh, yeah, just help us to understand hmm. that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like when, um, when that video came out, so you have to kind of, like when you zoom out and you you get to see what is going on right now more than ever you know this was not just a a lot of times when we look at this incident um we look at it almost as an isolated incident mm, uh, but yeah, this okay. was like almost like three weeks mm. of like things happening like so so you have these things that are happening so um, the first week you've got uh, Ahmad Arbery mm, yeah. uh, who's yeah. running in the neighborhood and he gets shot mm -hmm. um, and then the second week you've got Breonna Taylor mm. uh, who's at her house just came back from work she's a nurse um, but police raid the wrong house mm. and then so they and then they shoot her right um, they shoot her they arrest her boyfriend and and all that stuff and they even charge him for for shooting back because he's trying to protect his house, which is really just some of those things that you begin to think about. Um, mm -hmm. um, so, so, so then the third, the third week or fourth week uh, is when we have all of a sudden that's when that video comes out, mm -hmm. um, the video of George Floyd, which really then begins to. Um, my first reaction, I, I'll tell you, I was in this room, I cried. Mm. I cried because um, there's nothing, there's nothing, it was 8 minutes 44 seconds mm. of watching one image bearer putting a knee on another image bearer. Like this is like when you zoom out and you look at from just like who we are. Yeah. It's just the fact that like when you're reading Genesis and you're seeing God breathing into a soul, 
and watching him you know when a grown man starts crying for his mom uh you know something is really is is go is going yeah, bad yeah um and and he's crying and people are arguing and saying take off mm. put him in the car do whatever and just really just like for eight minutes 44 seconds mm. if you watched it um all of a sudden now this is my thing um all of a sudden reason why this was really striked the core of almost like everyone was because i want you to think about this um some time back whenever somebody was on death row mm -hmm. uh, a few people would be invited into that room um just a few people would be yeah. invited into that room to watch a man literally go limp and die yeah yeah right and the only other time when you would see these kind of things was probably like early in america earlier on in america when okay. uh when a lot of people used to show up at the public square and black people were being lynched mm. uh right. were being lynched and so so this is now where it's just almost like it's a public execution and ah. and you're looking at this like nobody should ever get to see a body go limp and i'm telling you i was watching it and eventually i'm watching him stop breathing mm. and and this guy won't take off his knee right and even people are like screaming they're saying he yeah. stopped breathing and he's just so stoic mm. like how you can be able to take a life in a very composed manner Mm -hmm. and 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 so that's really where the outrage came from okay of just really watching just another image bearer um yeah. and and just really losing his life but then also then people actually now uh because these are traumatic things mm -hmm. um that's trauma relieved in terms of like when you kind of zoom back out and then you begin to see um, it's not only just about George Floyd. Yeah. Uh, it's about um, Breonna Taylor. It's about Ahmad Arbery. It's about Bodham Jen, uh, mm, who's, yeah. who's sitting in his apartment in Dallas. Yeah. And like a police, who, a police officer who's coming out from work, knocks in the wrong apartment, mm. confuses that apartment. This dude opens the door and she just, she just yeah. shoots. Yep. Uh, it's about Alton Sterling. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's about Alton Sterling. Who's screaming, I can't breathe. Because he, he's trying to sell CDs outside a store. Mm -hmm. They put him on a chokehold and he dies. Yeah. Um, and these are all police doing this. It's about, you know, Stefan Clark. It's about Tamir Rice, mm -hmm. a 12-year-old. Yeah. 12-year-old uh, hanging out at a park who's playing with the BB gun and they come and they shoot him dead. Yeah. Um, and it, this is like now when you're looking, serve and protect, right. you see what's going on. Yeah. And so, so it's about Walter Scott, it's about Sandra Bland, mm. who gets arrested literally mm. in her car and you're watching the police officer really do just gross things and then she ends up dying in a jail cell mm -hmm. and no one has ever really just known what happened laquan mcdonald philando castile mm -hmm. who actually is able to say hey by the way and this is one of the reasons why i will never carry a gun in my car mm -hmm. because like as soon as he says hey by the way i want to let you know i've got he's a teacher mm -hmm. you know a a a, a contributing citizen uh, who is sitting in the car and he says when he stopped and he says by the way I want to let you know 
I, I do have a firearm and I have a license and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but he still gets shot. Right. So it's about Eric Garner, it's about, um, you know, Freddie Gray, Mike Brown, mm. another image bearer who, it doesn't matter what he's done and all that stuff, but um, it took four hours with the whole community coming and watching and seeing his body was on the ground for four hours. Mm. Mm. Sometimes we clean out dead deer faster than that. Mm. Like four hours. And it's just a, a whole community. That's when well, that's when St. Louis went up in flames. Yeah. Remember that? Um, and then you go back to the 80s. It's mm. like this is Rodney King. Yeah. But guys, like, and then now when you start actually looking, you go back. Um, I don't know whether you've, you've, been, you've ever known the story of Emmett Till. Uh, Emmett Till is a 14-year-old who whistles at a white lady and, and they come and they raid the house. They raid the house and he's a 14-year-old. They beat him. If you can just Google that, Emmett okay. Till, look at his image. You cannot see his face. Hmm. Hmm. And like literally like, and then so, so. Okay. This is just like, this is history, yeah. literally like almost like, and then at the same time, we all have, uh, I have my own police yeah. pulling guns on me. I think I've okay. been pulled guns on almost four or five really? times. Wow. Doesn't wow. really matter with, you know, and some of it as I've been a pastor too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, so tell me some of those stories because I, I want to yeah. know because like, I have been stopped once. Yeah. Um... And it was a citation, so I it was technically not a ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was in Troy. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I love Troy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I I don't think I have ever seen a cop or a policeman. Sorry, I'll, I'll use a polite term. Yeah. A policeman pull a gun on anyone in my entire life. I've never been in a situation like that. Or so, a taser. So, so even while he's talking to you, you've never seen him unclipping and... I don't think I have. just almost like ready and, to And drill. I've lived like, in the city. I've lived in Colorado Springs for five years. You know, I, I've been... I've never felt um, really threatened by a policeman or... Yeah, so yeah. I'm just curious because you didn't even... you. When you said, uh, so so you you were born in Zimbabwe. So yeah. When did you come here to America? I came here two thousand and seven. So, so so okay, just taking that. Yeah. I've lived here my my entire life. Yeah. My yeah. entire right. life, Us. and never experienced something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. You've yeah, lived so here for less time, and you've been. You said you you've actually yeah. had that. Happen? Yeah, a ton of times. Uh, one. So so I I won't give you like a whole lot okay. of them, but like that's fine, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, some of them have been so some of them have been cops, some of them has been just okay. civilians like Ahmad okay. Arbery, like where yeah, yeah. where um, <laughs> so so the eighth of September two thousand and eight was my birthday. Um, came from Africa, obviously, and so I met my. So Heidi is my wife now. 
Um, yep. And then so she decided she was going to throw me a birthday party, yeah. uh, a <laughs> surprise birthday party. So uh, we had gone to uh, one of the little lakes um, uh, in, in Cedar Hill, Texas. Um, and we spent just a whole day like kind of tubing, doing all the crazy stuff. Yeah. And so she called everybody and told them, hey, listen, I'm trying to surprise Raphael. So please make sure that you leave him there. Um, so here I am waiting for my girlfriend. I'm standing at the entrance of Jopo Lake. Um, okay. and so people are driving by, they're driving by. So somebody does call the cops. When they call the cops, there's a suspicious individual standing at the, at the gate. Um, and then, so they just showed up and they just drew on me straight. Whoa. Like, it's just like, and so I'm freaking out because I'm, um, and eventually like I'm, uh, I asked them, I say, Hey, listen, um, <laughs> Could you just like, uh, I think my girlfriend is lost. Could you talk to her? So eventually they talk to Heidi and Heidi comes and picks me up. And, and that's, 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 that's like 2008. Um, wow. I mean, like the other times where I've just experienced racism has just been like, uh, it's just like I had a nightmare trip going to New Mexico. I was going uh, this was a very, very interesting trip because I drove from Dallas, went, uh, I was going to Deming, New Mexico, okay. um, but I drove, we decided to drive via El Paso, okay. Okay. and so, and I remember stopping at a, uh, uh, I didn't know that there was going to be Border Patrol, like the station there, <laughs> uh, and, and the way they kind of treated me was just very um i think i got detained for like almost like an hour um just really not believing everything i was saying or like and of which i was like you know what just do your job we're okay but i just really just felt like just i'd been treated in a way where even when i had showed them hey i'm i showed them my license i showed them everything um and i was scared of being deported at that moment okay. but like we left there uh, went and I preached at Deming in Deming, New Mexico, drove to Ridoso, uh and met some of our friends, told them we were going to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. So drove to Albuquerque, New, Me New Mexico. Um, my friend had given me his keys to his house. And then so I have keys to his house and I'm and here I am trying to open a door. And so I, I don't know whether this is a race issue or, or but like all I know is that I remember just looking back. The dog next door was rattled, rattled uh, uh. when just watching me trying to open the door. Um, and when I look back, this guy was holding an M16 at me, uh, and it was just like I was just three uh. months married. Um, so wow. I mean, like, and so I just once again trying to tell him, "Hey, I'm friends with the owner of the house and all that <laughs> stuff." And so I'm kind of so glad he didn't shoot, obviously. <laughs> like, but you could tell he did not believe me, and mm. it was almost like I, I was like, you know what I mean? Like, and okay. part of me was like, what made you think I'm breaking in? What right. made you, you know what I mean? So uh -huh. eventually, kind of just lets me, and I, I go and do my thing, and I, I ended up just saying, hey man, I don't want any trouble. I'm out, and then so I drove to a gas station. This is why I'm saying it's a nightmare trip. <laughs> I drove to a gas station that was around the corner because my phone is dead. It's midnight. And I'm like, I'm just mad at this point because I'm like, hey, bro, 
to give me the right keys what happened here <laughs> so i drive i drive to the gas station as soon as i walk into that gas station uh the the lady standing on the other counter she looks at me and she says you're not gonna rob me are you uh, Whoa. and then so this is like i at this point i'm like <laughs> We're driving out of here. <laughs> we just literally drove from there. We drove another hour, and we we ended up just going and getting a hotel in Santa Fe. Okay. I just begged them. I said, "Listen, I'm not gonna rob you. What makes you think I'm gonna rob you? Like, right. and I'll say, if you don't mind, can I remove my wallet? I'm a pastor. Look at this. I showed him one of my cards. I said, I'm a pastor, and I'm and I was just like really just kind of like. You know, and so, wow. Um, wow. and then I've had like a lot of instances where um, a police officer pulled me over here, um, you know, pulled me over. He was driving next to me. Um, he came next to me, looked at me, and then he went and pulled me over, um, pulled me over. And uh, the whole time, like, so every single time when I'm, pr when I'm getting pulled over, usually that's when I'm like, God, I just want to make it home. I want to make it to my kids. This is what, and so I'm gonna comply, you know. Yeah. Yep. So uh, there's just there's been a lot of times, and recently, uh, recently I think this was December, um, and I was I, I understand I was speeding. I didn't realize I was speeding. Yep. Um, Same here. So yeah, yeah I got caught. I didn't realize yeah. it. it. So was, he pulled me over, and like to tell you the truth, like my brother has just come from Zimbabwe. Okay. And he's he is he is in the car. And I have another Zimbabwean church planter in the car, mm. and we we and he stops me, and the first thing that comes out of my mouth is like, "I'm so sorry. I realized I was speeding. I I'm so sorry about that." And then he's like, he's like, you know, you have no reason to be driving like that. And I said, "Yeah, I'm so sorry. I realized that." And then he begins to push, mm. uh. begins to push, and I said, "Sir, you know, I was trying to overtake this." There was like you, you remember those trucks that have lots of cars in them yeah like yep, that I, yep. you know i say i was trying to and it's like don't give me any excuses don't mm -hmm. give me an excuse don't get smart with me don't and everything escalates very quickly and i said uh -huh. sir i told you i'm sorry and all that stuff and i said well give me a ticket let me be and at that moment everybody is scared yeah okay and so he makes me open the the back doors really? and all that stuff and like and i'm just like sir i'm just like i'm done arguing just give me my ticket let me be out and he just keeps on going i say sir i'm done just give me you've told me you've done wow. everything and then so this thing kind of lasted and i just knew and i was like i know what you're trying to do he was just trying to push and I know, I don't know whether he's trying to search the car or anything. So just, I think racism is something that's, that wow. exists. That's like, even to the point of like, okay, so last story. Um, <laughs> last story here in the church. Um, I've experienced just some of the things where somebody has come to church. And I remember I was discipling this, this young man and I drove him to his house uh, to go drop him off. And his mother just snapped at him said why why did you do that um he's gonna come and he's gonna break into a house i'm like <laughs> I, I i seriously like i was like <laughs> you know what i mean he's gonna wow. come he's gonna yeah. break into a house why does he have five kids he's probably on footsteps anyway 
Wow. Um, you know, wow. it's probably one of them lazy. Uh, and then, and then even to the point of like saying, "I'm not coming to that church because there's a there's an N come leading yeah. that oh. church and all that stuff." Wow. So this is stuff that like that's it. But yet, sometimes it's so hard to really just when you say it, it always feels as if like you're just you're just being a victim. Yeah. So that's now okay. where in the whole in the whole kind of spectrum of looking like that. These are just personal stories. Yep, yep. And a lot of times, like, when I've shared some of these stories, um, at one point, I think I was pulled over, like, at least three or four times a month. And one of our oh. elders ended up just going and saying, going to the police uh, police camp, like, to the police, uh, and saying, what is your criteria for pulling people over? Because yeah. all of them were just, like, little things. It's like, ah, you had just duck tint. Uh, and then, like, when you get stopped at that moment, um, for example, one time they ended up just saying, do you have any criminal history? Do you have any? And I, and I just kind of say, no, sir, I don't. They asked for the license of the guy next to me. I was like, what? who does that? Yeah. And, then so he, and then so this guy, he's like Greek. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine, I'm just really walking with him, trying to share Christ with him. He's getting so mad. And at that moment, point, he's like, why don't you tell them you're a pastor? I'm talking about, this was down the street right, right. there. Uh, right. Why don't you tell them you're a pastor? I said, why? Why should I tell him I'm a pastor so that I can get out of something? No. Like, if he's going to treat me mm. with respect and dignity, let it be on the basis of, yeah, I'm a human being and that's it. Right. And yeah. so... And he's just like, it was just one of those things. Mm. Right? So, I mean, so I've seen some of this. So that's actually what some of this outrage is. Okay. It's almost like, uh, it's not only just, you know, uh, George Floyd. Mm -hmm. It's it's most of us also who are like, I've been there. Yeah. It could have ended like that. I just probably didn't get there, but yet almost every one of these people have their own it's so it's almost yeah. like trauma relieved i see yeah. okay so, yeah. Yeah. one one thing you mentioned when you were describing about george floyd was image bearer yeah mm -hmm. that struck a chord with me because as a pastor um I, and i've preached on this before um mm -hmm. i remember recently uh, i'm trying to i preached actually on um on the devaluation um so I went through the lust passage that Jesus talked about in the Sermon on the Mount. And I talked about how it's a degradation, how a lot of times we degrade people to less than human standards yeah, yeah. to use people and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I find that that's probably what's going on here. It, when, when you, because um, you referred, it's like when you, you know, George Floyd was, I'm just going to say murdered, because I, I think that's, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, and he is an image bearer. And it's like, that, to me, that just speaks volumes. That, um, you know, Jesus, God created this, this man in his image. In his image, he created them, male and female. Yeah. He created yeah. them. Uh, we, it's, and it, and it goes beyond skin color. And, yeah. and so trying to process that and, and, and realize, you know, and I think what you said, you know, putting, if we can somehow put our, uh, put your shoes on mm -hmm. to see what a walk a mile in your shoes or however that works, um, to, to understand that that goes 
really far from me. And just hearing those stories, like, yeah. honestly, I, I came and I didn't expect to hear like that you've had that many incidents. Like, I, I was like, yeah. oh, maybe you've had some yeah. stories, but <laughs> I'm just like, wow, it, it, it really, it really jars me, honestly. Yeah. honestly. And so that's now where I think um, it's heartbreaking when you see some of the, the posts that are coming that's when like when we get on social media people start saying things and then you find out that they're christians and all that i think at the end of it we have to kind of like maybe like let's say zoom out mm-hmm. um zoom out and actually just like look for example uh, a lot of people are against like maybe the organization black right. lives matter right right yeah, and like, i've heard that yeah it's a circular organization yes it's it is but like we have to look at like so, so one of the things that like it's a secular organization that's like it is it has its own agenda and all that. Uh, but the question that there is that like um, we have to be able to still say separate the slogan from the organization and be able to say okay, um, if you're looking at the for example the prodigal son, mm-hmm. um, like or or the ship like the shepherd lives in living and going and going after the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times it's so easy for people to say, oh, well, all lives matter. Um, I was going to ask you about that. that. Yeah, yeah, at that moment, at that moment, so now this is now where the, the, the interesting part is that um, if you remember very well, the, the prodigal son yeah. um, comes home yeah. and the dad rejoices yeah. and, and the other son comes and says, what about me? Yeah. What's going yeah. on? This is almost like, I, I would look That's at it almost like that. Yeah, I've like, never thought about so it. So it's, it's really at the end of the day, it's all about the younger son coming home. Okay. He was dead, but now he's found and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's like the older son is like, what about me? What about <laughs> me? What a, and so it, at the end of the day, let's peel off and like, look, when people say Black Lives Matter, separate the, the organization from the, like, and just ask yourself the plain meaning of the slogan black lives matter mm-hmm. number one do they really matter mm. or have we gone back to the days of slavery where we justified slavery with their two-thirds human right right do they really matter right and so we have to kind of kind of and say yeah they do matter because they matter to for us as Christians, so I'm yeah. not talking for yeah. the world. For us as Christians, we have to look at it through the story of God, yeah. right? The and story of yeah. God, and we have to look at from creation. We have to look at the fall. Obviously, see the ugliness of racism and be able to say, and be able to call it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have to be able to look at it through the lens of the cross. He went after. He came, and so for me, you're meeting me yeah. because Jesus came after me and yeah. saved me. Yes. And but yet, at at the times when I say my life matters, that's when usually I feel like my brothers are saying, "Well, all lives matter." Uh-huh. And then you see what I'm talking yeah. about. Like if yeah. like so, when I'm being celebrated, when I'm saying, "Hey, listen, Jesus came for me." And saved me and so because like there's one thing I can't separate right now I can't separate being a Christian and with being black right I'm a Christian but I'm still a black man and I'll never change from being a black man (laughs) you know what I mean like and so there's this thing and now when we just throw those kind of phrases quick well blue lives matter well 
like yeah. I'm not I love I've got friends who are cops mm-hmm. who are police officers and I check on them I was checking on some of them even like this week and just yeah. say hey man how you doing yeah. you okay and I spent like almost like what 30 minutes praying for one like last week just like really just encouraging mm-hmm. him say hey man um, this is what God has planted you there for mm-hmm. so you can uphold human dignity and and really make sure that you know, I believe that God has called you for such a time as this yeah. so that you can be an example of what it looks like to uphold life and yeah. and, and, and be redemptive in that way. So, yeah. but when we say, ah, all lives matter, all of a sudden, then we almost like go against what even scripture talks about. Mm. Romans 12, 15, bear, uh, Romans 12, 15 is going to say, Mourn with those who mourn. Yeah. Like, just sit down. Mm. Like, let this mind be on you. That was also in Christ who humbled himself. And, and, and man, like, he left mm. his equality with God and just humbled himself. Like, at that moment, what does it look like to do Galatians chapter 2? Let's say chapter 6, 2. Bear one another's burdens. Mm. Mm. You don't know what it's like. But at the same time, guys, who is Jesus? What did Jesus go through? He went through, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, Mm -hmm. like under a Roman government, under literally like he endured hostility, was spat on, was bled, and literally was scourged, and he was crucified. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, you don't even have to actually then be black to experience because you literally have believed in a, in a, in a bruised Christ right all of a sudden when you see Christ was trampled for us and he couldn't he literally what 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 really did George Floyd die of asphyxiation right right at the end of the day what is Christ doing at the cross read Psalm 22 right. yeah yeah. Literally, they say that like literally, like his tongue is stuck on yeah. top of it, and at the end of the day, he couldn't breathe. Yeah. So that's now where how you and me this shouldn't be an awkward conversation because both of us meet at the foot of the cross, and we literally like because of the Christ in you, mm. there is part of you that then allows you to be able to say. I don't know what you feel like. I don't know. But I believe in Christ and Christ bled for me. So therefore, I'm going to feel your pain. I'm going to mm. bear your burden mm. and fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah. Which yeah. is what the law of love. Yeah. Really. So. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. that is so. Yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for that. Because yeah. I, I think yeah. people, I think we need to hear that. Like, yeah. because we need to find a common ground and we need to find a way to identify with mm. each other mm-hmm. in these issues because because um, it's when we distance ourselves that then you start splitting you say well um, right. that's them and this is us and right. I don't but yeah I just right. I feel like that's and that's a big yeah Satan loves to divide and loves to get us at each other so that we can stop being after him and uh, just thank you for sharing your, your stories I know you have a lot more thank you for sharing <laughs> yeah, some yeah. and I'm sorry you had to go through that like you said that it's not it's not right and just thank you i think that helps us a lot with i'll admit for me like my first reaction to joy floyd stuff was just very apathetic and uh, what god's really been been convicting me with is 
it's just the apathy of like we can just remove ourselves from we can be like the older brother yeah. like oh what mm -hmm. about me and that's yeah it's so wrong we need to learn to to bear one another's burdens to to meet at the foot of the cross um and to love our brothers and sisters and just yeah thank you for um th there are some good quotes there's a lot of garbage on social media right now but there's some <laughs> good thing that said like um a lot of us are are apathetic because it's easy and we need to take that um it takes energy to not be apathetic it takes energy to care and uh we need to do that yeah walk yeah. together in christ one one of the things i um i've been doing a lot of i do a lot of self-reflection yeah um i'm constantly i don't want to say i'm the, i'm the most humble person like moses right um but i i i try to humble myself because i know if i don't god will yeah <laughs> and uh so in this process, thinking over, um, actually just, I think it was last night or this morning, I was thinking about this, and I, I shared it with my wife, because I was like, I have not realized how easy it is for me to just go along with things and just, so, so I'm just going to give you an example. When, when I first saw George Floyd, yeah, I was like, that is wrong. Right. That's, it's wrong that he was murdered that way. But it didn't strike me real emotionally or anything initially. You. When I saw the protests starting to happen, I was like, okay, this is interesting. Still, again, it was like, oh, this, this could be another one of those things, you know, one of those deals. For some reason, when I first saw in the news, when some news reporters were starting to get arrested during the protests, and I'm not here to discuss the political side of things on that exactly, but mm. um, for some reason, that struck a chord with me. And that is when I started to feel, I think I started to feel threatened because I could identify at least a little bit with media for some reason, with the media. Because I always viewed them as being, um, they're supposed to be protected by um, law enforcement in the sense of uh, giving us, you know, just what it is, as kind of a neutral, yeah, kind yeah. of. And I know they're not neutral entirely, but that's a whole other issue. Huh. But for some reason, I identified with them. Uh, and, and that is what really started me emotionally. Yeah. And then I saw the escalation of the police uh, uh, interacting with the protesters. And I was just like, this is not good. You know, like, I did not like seeing that. Um, and it, it made me angry, honestly, yeah. um, some of the stuff that was going on. And I'm just like, why, why did I not identify with, with it before? Mm -hmm. Why was it not until some people who were supposed to be like neutral got, got arrested? Because am I more mad at the government um, for, uh, you know, like I, I think that is more of a constitutional issue than than it is uh, just treating people of color with yeah. equity, mm -hmm. you know. So there's those issues that I've seen in myself that I realize, oh, I'm missing the mark here. This is yeah. not quite. And um, another, um, <laughs> this is another issue. I just have to confess. Like this will be a confession time. <laughs> um, 
when there were protests about coronavirus, you know, in Harrisburg, there were some. You got the uh, the guys with the guns down there, and they're down there arguing about opening up. Okay, whatever. My initial reaction was that um, those guys, you know, they're doing their thing. They're gonna do that. Uh, my initial reaction was that these are a bunch of they're probably Christians and they're just off a little bit like I don't really agree with protesting I, I think it's I think it's whatever you know but uh, they're just off a little bit you know but by and large they're they're Christian they they should know better it's kind of my thinking the protests start happening after George Floyd and my thinking is not that these are a bunch of Christians protesting. Yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. That's, you see now, that's exactly <laughs> what, so now just think with me. This is now where, 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 if you really then begin to zoom out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything you've just said there has been like, like I just, I just mentioned all these guys that have been killed. Right. Mm-hmm. That have been killed. And these are just like some of the things where it's like, guys, you're not listening. You're not listening. You're mm-hmm. not listening. And then at the end of the day, every single time, whether it's Trayvon Martin, mm-hmm. um, whether it's Michael Brown, the, what was highlighted more was the burning of St. Louis rather than actually like the death of a uh, 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 16 year old right what was it? and then so that's actually now where the disconnect is at right if there's ever a call for the church for america to repent it's it's exactly like just at least i kind of way way just be grateful that the spirit of god shows you that right and and just like and now just can you now imagine exponentially in the whole united states that's been the issue. Mm. The whole issue is the fact that like Dylan Roof can walk into a church yeah. in Charleston and shoot more than 12 black people and, and, and shoot and kill. But then how do we arrest him? Right. We arrest him and literally in a civil way. Mm-hmm. But this guy who's forged a check or whatever it is that they called the, 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 the cops for, he deserves a knee on the neck. So now check this. You see what you see the yeah. difference. Yeah. It, it's the guy who shoots uh, in Colorado in the mm-hmm. movie theater. Yep. He gets arrested in a very nice way, but then you look at like all these other arrests. So the manner of arrest, number one, number two, the the manner of uh, where where we are watching. And and I remember just joking with the one one our worship leader here, and he was like showing me pictures of Harrisburg, and people. Uh-huh. Were, I was like. Yeah, if it was black people carrying guns like that, I don't think it would have actually gone like that. Mm. Then mm. That's the other part mm-hmm. where it's almost like, oh, okay, I oh, know they're just exercising their rights. As soon as somebody else actually like, so I, I remember saying to, to him, I was like, mm. yeah, that's one of the reasons <laughs> why I'll never go to a protest like that because I don't even feel safe, number one, yeah. being around, around that. Um, and then, so now, 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 let's look at the nature of the, the protest. Not one protester showed up with a gun. Hmm. But yet, tear gas was out very quickly. 
and like things were escalating very quickly and then that's now where you get to actually just get to see this whole idea of like man like what is it that we're missing here right is there a disconnection between like oh we're ready to hear oh yeah you can ex- exercise your rights but you cannot you can actually, and then now you begin to see this whole equality thing, mm-hmm. and then you begin to see, um, and so I, I mean, I won't dwell much on that, but, but you've kind of just yeah. like hit a chord there where, where basically like there's this whole idea of like, when you begin to weigh all these things, that they, they just like yeah. it's almost like, you know, it's almost like when you study sociology, uh, sociology of crime and deviance, and you get to actually see like. Um, the, 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 the gangs that get more in trouble mm-hmm. white collar gangs don't get in trouble but like actually like you know lower class gangs yeah. are the ones that are targeted but you know like and it's just one of those things where you're looking at uh, the disconnect and then also as well as in the church yeah where now we're able to say we're able to see something happen in that way and in the church, we're like, ah, hey, it's just another one. Man, they're probably, what is it that they did? And so if you look now on social media, yeah. there's a lot of people that are trying to figure out what, and they're going back into the history of George yeah. Floyd. And they're picking up everything that he's ever done wrong so that they can justify yeah. his killing. But you, can, you can't justify that. No. no. You can't justify that at the end of the day. So... I think at the end of the day, if you were to ask me, I would say when even in church right now, one of the things I was dealing with last week was uh, one of my African-American brothers who comes to church and he was like, I'm, I'm not going to go to home group this week. And he's like, I just don't want to go because all I'm going to hear them talk about is protests over the fact that like, and no one is ever going to talk about the fact that, like, one of my brothers just lost his life. Right. I'm going to hear them lamenting the, the what? Yeah, the, the, the looting the or looting the, and the... And the, the, all that the, stuff. Yeah. And then I always... And this is now what my conversation has been. I've been like, hey, listen, I, not, I, I don't agree with burning property and all that stuff, but I want you to see the pain behind that. Mm. And, and not only that, I want you to be able to see... And then see if they're not saved, like all those people that are like, they don't know Christ. Mm. Do they, this is a way of really dealing with problems. But are you expecting somebody who's not saved to act like, like Christ right. all of a sudden? <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? No. Like, and could, it be, could this be the part where you begin to intercede and become, begin to say, like Jesus on the cross, please forgive them, therefore they know not mm. what they're doing. Yeah. And then the other side of that, um, this is what like we began to talk about. Last week I even said this to a brother. I said, you remember when the demoniac uh, in Mark chapter 5, uh, when Jesus comes and heals the demoniac? Yeah. Uh, he heals him. And his own community comes. And yes. they look at him. And they literally end up chasing Jesus out of town. Yep, they do. Because he healed. But you know what they're really mad about? What are they really mad about? Well, I actually preached on this not too long ago. Yeah. What are they mad about? Why do they say Jesus leave town? They're mad about their pigs. Mm. That's true, yeah. yeah. 
they're mad about their sources of sustenance. That's yeah. right. They're I mad about, and so now look at today. Yeah, yeah. Like it's almost like the, it says that they <laughs> looked at him and they saw him sitting there in his right mind. Mm. And at that moment, they literally like then looked at their property and they said, man, these pigs were everything for <laughs> us. And so therefore, That's we're going to get so mad over the fact that, in fact, Jesus, get out of here. Yeah. We don't want you. We're kicking them out of church because of that. Yeah. If there is ever a time when we're grieving the spirit is when we literally make big voices about what we have lost versus the image bearer sitting there mm. who's literally like the image bearer losing their lives and at the end of the day that's a big disconnect mm. where literally like if you were to actually like just like you say <laughs> i start really just like starting like i'm looking at all this i'm watching the world burn down and all of a sudden i'm like wow what's going on and then people are getting mad and they're mm -hmm. starting to talk but what about the this man yeah. who's sitting on the ground yeah, I, I think this is almost like that. Yeah. That's almost yeah. like, and that's now where we have to actually ask and say, "Where's Jesus in the picture?" Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Who, who is he for in yeah. the picture? Right. And that's so good. That's now where we have to kind of just be able to say, "Hey, brother, I'm so sorry. I need to be." And this mm -hmm. is where there's an Anglican prayer. I wrote it down. It says this, and he prays. It says, uh, "It's a confession and a repentance kind of like prayer." Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, or deed. By what we have done, and this is now mm -hmm. the, the like, just like the, the punch in the God. Uh, it's like, but, but also what we have left undone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say even our sin right now is by our silence mm -hmm. over things where it's like, I don't care whether, where, where, whether like it's, a, it's in the backwoods, whether it's wherever we are. Mm. at this moment what do we need to do mm -hmm. we need to be able to like number one obviously like what you guys are doing right now listen mm. like you're recognizing that like man if brother sins against another brother like Matthew 18 yeah. brother sins against another brother you saw a brother put a knee on another brother mm. and literally take his life and that has caused the rift in between like even white and black and and people of color period yeah mm -hmm. your brother sins against a brother they say that now listen to him mm. bring listen to him if you listen you've won what oh yeah you've won a brother yeah and right now it's not the listening it's like oh well, well this is what i think that's where now the barrage yeah. of like all the facebook courts <laughs> and like just like and stuff it's what that is is simply like no one is willing to listen mm -hmm. and listening now uh if you read like listening is literally like a, an a skill of let me hear without having to like without trying to generate a reply yeah let me just hear mm -hmm. and listening in fact in counseling listening is the best listeners are those that are comfortable with awkward silence mm -hmm. and in fact listening is going to be one of the greatest recommended things if you read the book of uh, the book of job right mm, yeah the moment they open their mouths mm -hmm. 
That's where the problem starts. <laughs> yeah. 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 For seven days, you were quiet. That's <laughs> yeah, great. I think Christians, we need to be doing that right now. Yeah. And I think even white Christians right now need to be just coming and saying, Yeah. Just talk to me. What's yeah. going on? Yeah. What are the biggest fears? What are the biggest? And then, and then now, even in the body of Christ. Mm, yes. Yeah. In the body of Christ. Let's say one black person starts coming to your guys' church. And then comes, um, and then all of a sudden, like because for me, like I'm looking at George Floyd, I'm looking at a man who's just like me, who's like I'm looking at a man who looks like my brother. I begged my brother not to run, a, not to jog when he came here, oh. and and we even had an argument. And so he had to send me a text back, and he's like, I just realized why you were telling me not to jog in our neighborhood. Oh wow! Because I was just like, man, I don't know who he's going to meet, I don't know, and nobody knows him around here, I don't, I don't want anybody thinking anything, you know, yeah. so, wow, what about listening, and just really just then begin to say, wow, this is what it's like, hmm. and this is now where the other thing, if you've ever, you guys are pastors, <laughs> one of these days you're going to counsel um, a domestic abuse situation, yeah, yeah. And half the times, usually the husband who's been suppressing and, and literally running over his wife over and over and over, there's going to be a day when she finally speaks. Mm. And, or when she finally gets comfortable and then when she speaks. And you know what actually one of the most interesting things is? Is that I'm always surprised at how the husband is so surprised. How, why is she so angry? Mm. Like, I mean, like, why is she so angry? Why? And just simply now, because she's now found, now, now, number one, I always beg the husband and saying, sit down and eat this. Mm. And for the first time, be compassionate. This is how long she's been suppressed. Mm. And now you need her to be very comfortable in speaking. Mm. And, and this is actually now how, how long black people have been yeah. walking in America through all wow. these things and like studying and a lot of people now if you visit the the, the civil rights museum in memphis mm -hmm. i'm telling you you're gonna cry if you walk through that because there's a tunnel through that and it walks you from the transatlantic transatlantic slavery yeah. all the way to like literally like all the things that have happened all the way to almost like i think it will get to your trevor martins oh, and yeah. all that wow 400 years mm. and I'm telling you like when you're walking in there it took me three hours to walk through that you will actually begin to see how just wild the sin of racism has been hmm. wow and then go the one closest is the one in DC okay civil yeah. rights museum that's in DC and walk through that you can stay in that building for almost like probably three hours again hmm. And in there, in fact, there's going to be like a room specifically dedicated to Emmett Till. Okay. Emmett Till. And you walk through that. Mm -hmm. And it was because Emmett Till's funeral was held out in public and the whole community saw it. That's when Rosa Parks decides to march. Right. That's when literally like all the sittings and all that stuff yep. is like. Yep. And so some of these guys are looking and they're starting to like look. 
look and they're looking in history and they're saying this is how yeah. it was done man like but at the same time it's like okay we're in 2020 right <laughs> we're looking down and we're seeing 80s rodney king we're seeing emmett Till, we're seeing the lynchings guys we have a terrible history yeah did you know that people used to go and buy postcards like if I wanted to send you a postcard, I had the I could go and pick up a postcard with black bodies hanging and literally send that to my relatives as a postcard. That's c- I can't even imagine. Photographers that. <laughs> used to go and take pictures oh. and take pictures and sell them as postcards, and literally you would send. So this is how just actually like. You start going back into the history, and now a lot of people are starting to bring all that. Mm. And now people then begin to wonder, why are you so angry? Mm. It's because they're looking back in history, and they're looking at now, and they're like, are things ever going to change? And then now, all of a sudden, once again, it's like, hey, why are buildings burning? Why are reporters being arrested? Why all this other stuff? And then it's like, but guys, we're ignoring the very thing that's actually like, yeah, that's been happening over and over and over. So I think that's where now we have to be able to listen. And now we have to actually now begin to say, okay, what does it look like for people like all of us here and be able to say, okay, Ephesians 2, mm. Christ died and he destroys the, world, the walls of hostility. Yep. This is the responsibility of the yeah. church now. Yeah. Hmm. It destroys the walls of hostility, Jews and Gentiles. Yeah, which was a huge, that was a huge deal. I was thinking about that recently. Paul uh, had his hands full. Yeah, he had his hands full. <laughs> and, uh, but when you read Galatians chapter 2, yeah. Paul even opposes Peter in his face. Yeah. In fact, yeah. I, I, I'm, <laughs> it says, but when Cephas came to Antioch, it's Galatians chapter 2 verse 11. I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. Mm. Two giants standing. We, we forget this was actually like racism in the Bible. Right. Yeah. How does Paul, what does Paul feel about? He says, I stood. And this is two giants in the Bible standing face to face. <laughs> For he regularly ate with the Gentiles before certain men came from James. Right. However, when they came, he withdrew separate and separated himself. And because he feared those of the circumcision party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peter, just the fear of man, which is one of the reasons why we haven't talked much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're not voicing. We're not saying, you know, and he says the rest of the Jews joined in his hypocrisy so that even Barnabas was led astray mm-hmm. by his hypocrisy. Wow. And Paul is like, oh, no. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they like literally, he's like, I oppose them to his face. <laughs> and that's actually the book of Galatians where he says, Now we have been adopted into sonship. There's now no Jew or Gentile, slave or free, or whatever it is. Yeah. And he says, All of us have the Spirit of God in us crying, Abba, Father. Amen. One of the reasons why we need to be fighting racism today. Especially as the churches, because now when we show this reconciliation, we become the city on a hill. Mm-hmm. The church needs to repent because we have not stewarded our mm. call very well. Mm. And we've not been able to stand in each other's faces and say, hey, yeah, you're endorsing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just recently, it wasn't when, when was it? It was recently when 
South South Southern Baptist Seminary mm. goes back and literally goes and says we repent because in fact our seminary started and in here there were slavers mm. that actually like starting to repent of that yeah like yeah. and just realizing guys even in the church mm. guys let's kind of just be honest yeah in even in the church you've got like some of the greatest revered guys like your george whitfield mm -hmm. who is literally like one of the greatest preachers who's ever lived and then you look and you're saying so you are a great preacher and you started an orphanage but then you went and bought slaves to go and come and work to support orphans. Wow. <laughs> how? How? Like, and this is now where we're literally the cultural blindness, yeah. where there's sometimes when it's very easy to kind of just like what you were saying. Yeah. It's very easy to kind of not realize that. And then we get upset by totally different things. And then we're like, so for me, like, yeah. obviously, like, I'm looking at that. I'm like, you were for the orphans, but you were not for you kind of yeah. just like you you're fighting one evil by by employing another evil mm. how does that work yeah so i think the church right now this right now if at least we can be very outraged or mm. what is it that good that will come out of this i think if we can now begin to say god we look back and we have sinned we've sinned greatly we've ignored and this is now where at least i would say the biblical tradition go into we're so we're so 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 it's so easy for us to say in Adam we sinned mm -hmm. we can go back to the primordial man with the man the first man and we can own the sins of that man mm -hmm. but we can't own the sins of like 60 years ago mm -hmm. oh no right. no I wasn't there right you see what yeah, I'm talking yeah. about like yeah we, we can own like that we can't no 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 I I don't have history of slavery. I don't, have, right, and right. then therefore we we are losing a tradition in the church. Read the prophetic tradition, mm -hmm. Nehemiah. Yeah, he says we have sinned. Yeah. Jeremiah, we have sinned. Mm -hmm. Isaiah, we have sinned. Mm -hmm. Jesus comes and takes our sins on him. <laughs> yeah. But yet we're like so quick to distance ourselves. That, ah, that's so. That's actually now way as well. Like, what can people in Canton do? Right. If it's the human race, then people in Canton can now be able to say, "Hey, as a church, why don't we get together and let's repent of the sins of humanity? Mm -hmm. We have sinned. Lord, look. Lord, forgive us." Mm -hmm. Daniel nine. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. And all these guys that I've mentioned. They are some of the most holiest people yeah. you've ever met. <laughs> but they still took the sins of everybody. Yeah. yeah. Right? I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell amongst people. For, but yet, we just can't humble ourselves and actually own up to this, some of the atrocities that have happened mm -hmm. in recent history. There right. are people that are walking, that literally one, one gentleman who comes to our church, he's like, hey, listen. I was alive when Martin Luther King was killed. Huh. And I remember my family rejoicing. Oh. And he says, I was alive and I remember watching crosses burn. Wow. And then so, huh. but we, we, we're so quick to distance ourselves from that. But are we, are we walking into literally like, as in like, 
So what are we doing looking at Hebrews chapter 11? Can we own up to this <laughs> hall of faith? Like, can right. we look at When we look at the hall of faith, we just kind of in like own up to the hall of faith, even fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. What did he do? Hmm. He went in and he took on the human and but yet was so quick to distance ourselves. Hmm. And I think that's where the call to repentance yeah. is, has to kind of flame out of. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So if I can take this opportunity, yeah. I'm sorry for my assumptions that no, you majority of black people are not Christians. That's yeah. what that assumption yeah. was. Mm-hmm. And that is flat out wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, it's just something that, you know, is... I guess built in and, and and me recognizing that was just like again it was jarring because yeah I, I just I, I realized how far off that is yeah, so <laughs> I would actually just say now one of the things that we now need to be able to do is create safe spaces where we can honestly be able to sit down and just say okay yeah. hey guys like so so you as leaders be able to kind of bring your people together, doesn't matter who's theirs, and just be able to say, here's my, here's my stuff. Mm. This is what, when I looked at this, and honestly, this is what I thought. What did you think? What did you think? Come up with literally like, and this is actually, what, what does it look like to come up with like, maybe put all these papers all over the wall, write all the things, and then be able to say, hey, mm. this is what we need to repent of mm-hmm. tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what we need to, because when we look at, we look at actually like the fact that like when we're looking, the worst that could ever be said about human beings is already been said at the cross. Mm. It says we are all sinners. Like that's why now when you're looking at a man being killed with no flinching whatsoever, like I see the depravity of sin at work there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But then the best that could ever be said about George Floyd has been said at the cross. Yeah. What is that? Mm. He, who is he that condemns? Mm. It is Christ who justifies. Yeah. What can we say? If God is for us, who can be against us? Mm. So I know there's a lot of people that ended up just saying, Oh my goodness, when they saw a picture of George Floyd holding a Bible up. Right. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, he's a brother. What, 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 what? And then I'm like, but at the same time, we have to now begin to look at people from every single one of these angles of like, from creation and see this. Like, so at creation, I elevate your value. Mm. What is man that you have mindful of some age? Yeah. That you've crowned him with what? Glory. Yeah. Yeah. That That's... And then so I look at you and I see your created value. Mm. And then I weep when literally like at the face of death, what does Jesus do? Remember when he yeah. walks, yeah. when Lazarus yeah. dies. Oh, yeah. yeah. When yes. Lazarus dies. And literally it's these that they wanted. So I would look at like people of color. I would look at everything. I would weep when I hear you have died. Mm-hmm. I would weep, I would come, and I would literally like, and this here at City Church, at least is a testimony of like, what that's like. I'm serving a whole lot of white people here. Right. And most of them are my brothers, and they, and they know I would die for them. Yeah. Right, I would weep, I've wept with those that weep, and I'm just like, and you see what I'm talking about? Yep. So, 
looking and just just being able to say man i'm gonna view you through the lens of creation mm. and then at the same time i'm gonna view you through the lens of the fall mm. like and then i'm gonna view myself through the lens of the fall and that means that i'm gonna always be surprised by even just <laughs> yeah. some of my apathy yeah like and just be able to say wow this is the reason why I need to wake up and take off and put on Christ mm-hmm. and write and put on Christ every single day. <laughs> and then I'm going to view you through the lens of redemption. Yeah. I want to look at you and be able to say, God emptied heaven of its jewel, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, and say, man, like, what are you worth? Yeah. You are worth God emptying heaven for his son, like his son. And literally, like, for me, Isaiah chapter 6 is one of the most beautiful texts. At least like when I want to see where is Christ, I see him there, angels worshiping him, saying, holy, holy. But he had to leave all that and his glory. Mm. Go to Revelation chapter chapter 1 or 2. What, what does John see when he sees Jesus? Mm. At one point, he's leaning on his bosom, but when he see him in his glory, he lays off as if he's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is literally him seeing Christ and what he had left behind to come and die for us. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're looking and you're like, okay, so God so loved the world. He gave his son. And then when I look at you now, mm-hmm. no matter what, man, like, and listen, I've done, I've done weddings. I've <laughs> served people that literally I know that on, a, on, on another day, we wouldn't, we would have not been friends if it wasn't for Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. And so look at you through that. And then now look at you through also the, what has Christ begun? He's created this one new man, Mm. this one new man. And this is where the church has now to be, we have to be fighting for. Yeah. But then if anything gets destructing, let's look at the consummation, Revelation 5 and Revelation 7. I looked up, I saw people from every nation, every tribe, and every tongue, and they were all clothed in white, and they were all singing, worthy is the lamb that was slain, Mm -hmm. you know, and then look at that, and then if we begin at least to look at that, can you not see see, uh, Latino people, can you not see Mm -hmm. Chinese brothers, can you not see, and and this is now the hypocrisy of America, we will go across the world and go and serve people on missions, and but we will not weep when somebody Mm -hmm. in our neighborhoods, or at least one state over, loses their life to to police brutality. But yet we can go and literally we'll go to Africa, we'll go to Asia, we'll go, you know, Middle East, uh, (laughs) right? Again, do all that stuff. But at the same time, and then all of a sudden we're like, man, what's making me? I want to go and I I want them to meet Christ. Mm. But then what about here? Yeah. And then what then begins to actually happen is when the church, when people see black and white, dwelling together, loving one another, serving one another, really just kind of like almost like treating one another with, in, in, you know, as, as human beings created by the, in the image yeah. of God, all of a sudden then, all of a sudden, the church becomes the answer to racism. Mm. Wow. So that's, that's, yeah. No, thank you yeah. so much. So. I, I think, yeah, for me, I'm, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface oh yeah it's it's a big and it's so good for me it's so good for me to hear this and um and honestly part of me 
being here is just like that admission of saying, look, I don't know. Yeah. And we need to know mm-hmm. because we've got brothers and sisters across this country and across this world, but in this country, particularly right now, that are hurting. And, you know, how do we react to that? How do, how do we come alongside? And so yeah. just, yeah, I just thank you so much for sharing for sharing no, those things. That's, that's, uh, yeah. that's awesome. No, yeah, just thank you again. And, uh, yeah, just uh, I love your vision and the dream of the just the church showing Jesus in this time. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, it's a long road. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a long road, but at the same time, it's one that we have to, we have to begin the drive. We have to yeah. begin to kind of just say, okay, what does it look like? Mm-hmm. And I would say that, like, one of the best things is spend some time, like, in, in, in biblical laments. Mm-hmm. And spend some time in psalms that will talk about justice. Mm-hmm. Spend some time looking at the minor prophets. Mm-hmm. What, what is it that God is saying, I'm going to destroy Nineveh for? Yeah. yeah. It's because the Assyrians are coming in, and they're literally dragging people, and they're literally, like... These are guys that are going to begin to invent even the cross as a mm. way of... Mm-hmm. There's a time when literally people, they're killing people and putting heads on spikes and all yeah. that stuff. And literally, like, if you kind of get to read some of those passages, the minor prophets and all those, and you will see God saying, mm. I am angry. Mm. I am angry. And not only that, I'm read the oracles of, of, of Isaiah. Mm. Mm. What is what is what are the cries of what is God's heart for right. for for people and the nations and the oppressed and all that? What is going on? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, if we fill up on those, all of a sudden we begin to realize, wow, mm. what is, what is God's heart in terms of injustice? Right. Yeah. Uh, and then begin after that, then we begin to respond appropriately. Yeah. And just begin to kind of say, okay, I don't know. And and this is now where sanctification is the most beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that like, man, I can look back and say, man, I'm not where I used to be. Yeah. But man, he keeps on changing me. Mm-hmm. And if we can kind of like keep on doing that. Yeah. Be imitators of God as God's dearly loved children. Mm-hmm. And looking at who he is. And looking at who we are, and looking at the cross, and begin and say, "Man, I need to be transformed." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's begin taking those roads. Let's yeah. begin, yeah. and you'll never know. Like people might move into Canton, but <laughs> whether they do or they don't, at the end of the day, we need to be able to kind of say, "What is a human being? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is their? What is the worst that could ever happen to human beings?" Let's look at the fall. What is their what is their redemptive value? Mm-hmm. The cross. What is the church meant to be? Agents of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And what what can we begin with the end in mind? What does this look like? Right. Yeah. Man, like and then so I I say this to like I'm gonna say this last thing. I say this to people, I say if you can try to as much as possible to develop relationships with people from other ethnicities. Like I'm talking about if Christ has worked so hard to pursue us. Mm-hmm. That's why I appreciate you guys kind of even say, hey man, <laughs> 
pursue those relationships. Yeah. yeah. Hang out with, with, with people, people of color. Hang out with people, uh, whether it's Asian, whether it's... Hang out. And as you do that, assumptions begin to die. Mm -hmm. Because now you're getting a first hand. Not only that, you get to actually like, wow, you're a person. You've got desires, emotions, and all these other things. Yeah. And not only that, man, like, if you begin to hear my story of salvation, and you, that's one of my things that I love. <laughs> I love this. I've preached like in an Apache Indian uh -huh, reservation. Yeah. Um, I've preached like in, in, in literally different places all together. And a lot of times I'm sitting in front of somebody and say, tell me about what Christ has done for you. Mm. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, <laughs> he adopted you in this way. And all of us get to share these yeah. ideas of like, he came for me, he adopted me. And all of a sudden, like, I, I am so mindful of the fact I've got white brothers and sisters. I've got Indian brothers and sisters. I've got Chinese and all those. And we get to sit down at mm. the table and enjoy and enjoy a full expression of, of that song, beginning with yeah. the end of mine. That song we're going to enjoy for all eternity. Mm. And so that's yeah. our call. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. This has been enlightening. I hope this is helpful for all those yeah. listening. And um, just to give uh, just a, a little bit of perspective, just, you know, just scratching that surface, just starting that conversation. And um, so, yeah, I'm just excited for, for what this hopefully will do as far as equipping um, the saints for the work of the ministry yeah. uh, as they interact with their neighbors uh, and beyond so just excited about that i'll pray and you can close in prayer after oh yeah. okay yeah, we'll both pray okay <laughs> we'll both pray <laughs> dear lord i just come before you stay lord we thank you that you are on the throne we thank you for your great glory mm. and that lord you created man from the dust and you breathe your life into us mm -hmm. lord i thank you for your image bearers who you've created and lord we just come before you and just confess that we personally and just as a nation lord we have sinned greatly and it grieves your heart grieves your spirit and lord i just uh we repent lord help us to see just your people your image bearers just with the value that you saw them that you gave your only son for them mm -hmm. for each of us Lord we've been blinded and we don't see through that lens that you saw us Lord help us to live that way Lord we love you we pray for just our brothers and sisters especially just our brothers and sisters who are people of color, color who are just suffering and, and uh, just being oppressed and treated wrongly Lord I pray that you'll be with them that you'll comfort them mm -hmm. and that you will yeah, that you will hear their cries and that you will answer them. We trust you. Yes, Lord, I thank you for this time that we've had together. And um, I just ask that you would just impress upon us as a church, uh, as the church, to, um, to have a heart of understanding, to reach out to our brothers and sisters um, across the street uh, in the neighboring towns, that we would all truly come together and uh, be as one and that we would give you the glory and honor uh, 
I just thank you for Roth. I just thank you that he's uh, just so freely shared with us. I thank you that we can step out of our comfort zones and, um, and break the ice on some of these topics. I just ask that you would just, um, that we would get on board with your plan, Lord, uh, that you are unfolding. And so I just ask that uh, you would just bless uh, Raphael and his family and that you would bless the church here at City Church. Um, and I ask that you would work in us uh, as you continue to sanctify us. Mm -hmm. so thank you. Um, and I ask these things in your, your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Raphael. And, uh, Good luck yep. editing that. Yeah, I know. This <laughs> is going to be fun. <laughs>